Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all, Seven Runs in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Congratulations to Michigan for cheating their way to a natty. It is I, Rob Hall, a.k.a. Will Howard's biggest fan. And with me, as always, is AJ. I'm feeling the cheesiest. Marchese. It's crazy. Like, every every week on the show, you're talking of Will Howard. And what a coincidence, eh? Today, we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who snacked, hacked, and cracked during the third and final wave of bowl games. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal? In the fifth, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Cheez-It, a brand of cheese crackers manufactured by the Kellogg Company. Uh, the history of Cheez-It crackers began in 1907 when Weston Green founded the Green and Green Company in Dayton, Ohio. Imagine eating a Cheez-It back then. Blow your fucking mind, that's for sure. The company marketed the crackers as Baked Rare Bit, a reference to a dish of melted cheese over hot toast. Mm. Bring those back. Yeah, you know who else is uh, plays like melted cheese (laughs) over hot toast? Uh, who? Uh, Sun Bowl champion and Senior Bowl acceptee Sam Hartman of Notre Dame. The big quarterback get of the week for uh, Jim Nagy. Pumped. Uh, Just do 10 minutes on him. No, I'll, ru- I'll, ru- I'll run through them all. I guess Bo Nix was pretty important get too. Uh, Sam Hartman, Bo Nix, Cody Schrader, Rasheen Ali, uh, Kamani Vidal, Lab McConkey, Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint. Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> a crazy name. Ethan Driscoll, Javon Foster. That rounds out our offensive acceptances. I'm excited to see what... what I mean, I actually like Rosemary Jack Saint, Rosemary Jack Saint. Also, he's interesting, and the guy's never Did gone to... Did I say his name wrong? <laughs> I think so. Uh. <laughs> um, it's a hard name. Um, he's interesting. He's never gone to, like, the, f- you know, f- like a, a, a large chunk of targets or anything. I think he could be interesting, but seeing Lad there, that's a huge week for him, I think. And um, I don't know, he's small and he's he's fast. He's going to look good, probably one on ones. Um, yeah, I I think he's going to rise and become probably a consensus top. Dare I say top seven receiver? 
potential first-round pick. Um, I'm really excited about Javon Foster. That's a guy I've long been a fan of. Uh, I'll talk about him a bit more later. He had a really great year for Missouri, mm-hmm. and just another one of these tackles in this crazy class of them, and uh, a, a guy who's, I think, going to go you know, on day two. Yeah, I agree. I like Foster. I, I, I'm right there with you. I've been a long-time fan. Uh, yeah, and it feels like, you know, and probably we've said it multiple times, this tackle's flying under the radar. He feels like one of those guys that, like, is... A legit potential plug and play tackle that uh, because of how many <laughs> first round type of dudes there are, he's he's hasn't gotten the credit he he you know should have had. And I think Driscoll's interesting because it's always good to have a six foot nine offensive lineman in, in Mobile. That's a good point. Uh, defensively, we've got Jaden Crumdy from Mississippi State, Marcus Harris from Auburn, Chris Braswell from Bama, and Tyke Smith from Georgia. Uh, how about Chris Braswell is going to be really interesting. I had a really nice season uh, opposite Dallas Turner. Off for the Bama, you know, it felt like he was a, becoming a big time riser, and that felt like it's cooled off a little bit. Um, so just him trying to reignite that, and uh, you know, hell, those one on ones against those tackles are gonna be so much fun. So if Braswell can put on a show, you know, that's like it's, it's all those edge guys have to be so fired up to be able to go against this tackle group because you're gonna put out legit tape. You know what I mean? Um, I think. Braswell and Tyke Smith are two guys who, once they get to the senior bowl, they're just going to pop so much. Like, Tyke Smith had such a strange career Mm -hmm. and kind of put his his stock back together this season at at, at Georgia. Um, Because what was it? It was like three years ago. He was at West Virginia, had that incredible year, transferred to Georgia, and just dealt with injuries for so long. Uh, Like, fit right in this season as their starting star, kind of in that Brian Branch style of player obviously not to that extent but i'm super excited to see him one-on-ones that's a good one shrine bowl got a couple of dudes even though they lost a couple as well uh washington state quarterback cam ward florida state quarterback jordan travis louisville running back isaac grendo pit receiver bub means tennessee tight end mikhail and castles tcu tackle andrew coker maryland tackle gottlieb adzi Senior Bowl's probably uh, winning the trench play by a landslide if you're going to put them head-to-head. But uh, the Shrine's doing great jobs with their quarterbacks and their pass catchers, I feel like. Cam Ward's a huge get. Cam Ward should be at the Senior Bowl, uh, definitely. Cam Ward's better than Sam Hartman, sorry. Um, I think Jordan Travis is, too. And Jordan Travis is as well. Yeah, it's just, is he going to be able to participate, which... You know, I'm not sure about. Um, that's huge. Uh, Ward's going to be awesome. Also, McCallum Castle's always just interesting dude. You know, we've, we've had around him for a few years. Uh, seeing him in that setting is going to be fun, I think. Uh, defensively, they added a pair of Big Ten linebackers, uh, Ohio State's Steel Chambers, Penn State's Curtis Jacobs, which I think are both good gets. They are both good gets. Uh, you know, Steel Chambers put a lot of good tape out there the last couple seasons. Uh, Jacobs has been a good player, too. It feels like he's a, he's, he's a little under the radar. He's going to run fast. Dude. He's going to run fast, yeah. They also got uh, Nebraska long snapper Marco Ortiz and, of course, Missouri kicker Harrison Mebus. That's the only one that matters. Leave I mean, it to Mebus. Hey, the first kicker drafted was at the Shrine last year and Jake Moody. Mm-hmm. So we love us some Harrison Mebus. A uh, bunch of notable declarations, too. Uh, Texas running back Jonathan Brooks, Texas tight end Jatavian Sanders, Georgia tight end Brock Bowers, Florida State receiver Keon Coleman, Georgia tackle Marius Mims, 
Alabama tackle J.C. Latham, Texas defensive lineman Byron Murphy, Alabama edge rusher Dallas Turner, Alabama corners Tyron Arnold and Kool-Aid McIntyre, and Iowa corner Cooper DeGene. Save our takes for the declaration special, Rob. How about that? Sure, fine. As you were. College football. Bowl week three superlatives. Last one of the year. I'm not bringing my A game today. I need you to really carry us. I got it. Yeah, no problem. Um, starting with best freshman, I'm going to shoot first. How about Rocco Beck, the Iowa State quarterback? Threw for 446 and three touchdowns against Memphis. Was pushing the ball downfield with some impressive ball mm-hmm. placement. Making me think, is this the next Brock Purdy? Uh, yeah, it is. Correct. <laughs> what does that mean, though? I don't know, but it is, yeah. They lost the Liberty Bowl, but he was really impressive. Wasn't the best quarterback on the field. That's the problem. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go blue chip school big time defenders here. A trio of them. A couple we've mentioned multiple times. But uh, first, starting with a guy that we haven't talked about. I don't think at least um, Clemson corner Shelton Lewis, who was wearing Nate Wiggins number two for this game, uh, kept making a lot of ball plays, and specifically the game ceiling interception. Um, respect that he got the two for the game. But no, it look, looks pretty legit. Looks like he could be the next in the uh, you know. Long lineage of Clemson corners. Um, I will jump to a different orange team. How about Tennessee quarterback Nico Imoliva, who five star recruit? There mm-hmm. was a lot of buzz about how much money he was getting to go to Knoxville. <laughs> Obviously, with Joe Milton there, we hadn't seen him. It was fun to see Milton opt out, so we could see Nico take the field <laughs> against our against a very good Iowa defense. Yeah, and like he wasn't. It wasn't like. He, he won MVP of the game. It wasn't like, uh, oh, this guy's going to be amazing type performance, but it was super promising. Um, ran for three scores, threw for another. Just really loose, athletic guy yeah. whose arm was popping. I, I thought, like, not like a ton of takeaways out of the game, and this was in the cheese it Bowl, of course, the Citrus Bowl. Um, but I think you're pretty excited as a Tennessee fan going next year. Yeah, it wasn't like this, like, holy cow type of performance. This is going to be one of the best players in college football. But it's – this guy's a very good player, and he's going to be very good. Um, yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, I've got I got another one. <clears throat> Georgia linebacker C.J. Allen, who we've talked about before. Uh I'm not going to I'm not going to give you any takes about that game, the, the the massacre that was for the Bulldogs. But Allen has come in down the stretch and played very, very well as a freshman. Uh, six tackles, a tackle and a half for loss. Made a play on the ball in the air, too. Uh, just looks like he's going to be the next dude. He's, he's had his, you know, freshman moments, I'll say. Uh, but who doesn't? And he's I think he's going to be, uh, you know, he's going to be one of those dudes that we're talking about in a couple years as one of the top linebackers in the class. And his teammate, Gunnar Stockton, might be a top quarterback in the class yep. at, at some point down the road. Uh, came in, mop-up duty for Carson Beck against Florida State. Threw for two scores. His athleticism really stood out. Um, nice little promising game for the mm-hmm. former Blue Chip. Yeah, agreed. He looked pretty good. Uh, lastly, I know I know they lost, but Caleb Downs always looks good, and Caleb Downs gonna be just that's gonna be a, a dude. I mean, he already is a dude, but when we get to draft time in two years from now, what a, I don't know, he's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. I also just quick ones: Jadarian Price, the Notre Dame running back, um, yeah. Texas running back C.J. Baxter, yeah, and because I needed someone from the Auburn Maryland game, <laughs> how about Ohio State transfer Caleb Burton? I was gonna ignore that that entire game. That, um, that was, cool. if I were to rank Bulls, that was the one I was, like, least invested in. And uh, apparently, same with Hugh Freeze. <laughs> Quickly on C.J. Baxter, if Texas came out and, and committed to running the ball more, 
different different game, different result for sure. If Jonathan Brooks wasn't hurt, they would have won. Yeah. Um, going to <clears throat> best sophomore. Kentucky receivers yes. Barian Brown and yeah. Dane Key. Barian Brown had 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. 26 yards rushing and a touchdown. 100-yard kick return for a touchdown. And, and Dane Key added 83 in a score. Against a Clemson secondary that I know without Makuba, without Wiggins, but still, theoretically on paper, a more talented team. Um, and both of them have popped since they were true freshmen. Yeah, I love Brown. I mean, we've talked about Brown plenty. Just that that speed is a difference, man. That's that was unreal. The the touchdown was just off that deep post. Just was too fast. Got wide open. Had a fumble, but who cares? That that's just Baron Brown is so much fun. And Key's legit as well. I I like, think they're both great. I'll just parlay this to the side of the ball and Deion Walker. Yeah, who we've talked about multiple Jeez, times this year. He's what a monster, man. Two sacks on Klubnik. Uh, both kind of as he's kind of trying to get out of the pocket and, and Walker just gobbled him up. Man, you know what I thought was really impressive? Just, I, I again, I wasn't, you know, I'm not tracking snaps in this performance, but I don't know. How, he, was, he wasn't on off the field very often. And this guy is a motor. This guy's obviously, if you don't know, a massive, massive human being. It was, was it 6'7", 350 or something like that. Something like that. 245, huge, whatever. Um, he, he didn't leave the field. I feel like usually when you have a mammoth like that, the first thing is like you know how 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 much you be on the field. He didn't leave the, from my eye at least. He was constantly on the field, constantly creating havoc. Walker's going to be a he. He's a first round pick next year. That's, yeah, he, I think he's going to be a top ten pick. Like it's he's got the Jordan Davis size with a, I think a little more to him. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he was. I think maybe the most underrated defensive player in the country this year. I think every time you watch a Kentucky game, he's just controlling the line of scrimmage. He's causing so much more pressure than you expected of a a nose tackle build like that. He racked up the numbers too. He is such a fun player. It's crazy that Kentucky has um, Key Brown and and uh, Walker all as true sophomores. It's like Mark Stoops, man. Why well, uh, he would never leave? I can't believe anyone thought he would. Amen. Um, staying in the SEC, a uh, pair of Georgia Bulldogs. Michael Williams, pass rusher. Yeah. Um, he just he reminds me of Will Anderson. Uh, and then Dylan Bell. Just every yeah. every time we see, we get get a little Dylan Bell action, it's so fun. I like Dylan. Yeah, Dylan Bell's very fun. I don't know. It's just there's something about him that's a lot of fun. He makes a lot of plays. I like him too. And yeah, Walker. Had that sack and it was yeah he's just another dude. I think George is gonna be back. I'm not worried about that, Rob. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> how about the defensive MVP of the Rose Bowl and Mason Graham, who's been one of my favorites this year. Him and Grant, I've been talking about a lot. Um, Graham Graham never had like the big stat padding games. He's just consistently a stud. I've talked about his wrestling background and he uses that just to control the line of scrimmage and was just a run stuffing stud. Had that big TFL. Um, good. They're, they might have Michigan might have two interior defensive linemen go in the top thirty-two next year. Um, sure they will, pal. <laughs> Another defensive lineman, James Pierce, who I think yeah. might end up being edge one in twenty twenty-five. Tennessee edge rusher, pick six. Like he had a sack against yeah. Iowa, but he had this pick six where he just like he drew, zone dropped and it was he made a great play on the ball. It was a bad throw, but he he like. Had to extend for it. Pulled it in and just shot out like a cannon. He's a freak. By the way, this is just maybe the time to talk about it, and he played, but I don't know how, I don't know how to phrase this, but disappointing second season from Harold Perkins, you know, for a guy that we thought a slam dunk, edge one, 
2025, and they did a lot of weird stuff with him this year, and the their defense was awful. I uh, just hope hope he. Everyone got it. fired though. Everyone got and they hired the Mizzou DC back back from LC. He was a linebacker coach a couple years ago. Uh, so I think I just wanted to say that I think Perkins would bounce back, and uh, him and Pierce could be just Pierce is a monster, and if Perkins comes back, that's a it's a hell of a duo in the in the SEC. Uh, and Michael Williams. And Michael Williams, yeah, trio. There you go. What else is new for the SEC though? I'll give you one. Uh, not the SEC, Big Ten. He technically is draft eligible, but redshirt sophomore receiver mm-hmm. for Wisconsin, Will Pauling, the Cincinnati transfer, making a bunch of plays for the Badgers. Uh, had that long touchdown uh, catch and run, 143 yards, another score, eight grabs. Uh, looks looks very, very good uh, for the Badgers. Feels like the best Badger receiver already since they had it since uh, I, 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 in a long time, yeah. I'll point out that uh, Phil Longo's his OC, and you know what? Phil Longo had a, a slot receiver like this at North Carolina named Josh. It's mm, a good so. point. It's a good point. And obviously, Will Pauling learned from Tyler Scott and Trey Tucker at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's a really fun player. Uh, I also had the just the Penn State running back duo of Nick Saban yeah. and Katron Allen because like Penn State got nothing going against Ole Miss. It, it felt like for big portions of that game, but those two still combined for 186 yeah. yards from scrimmage. And I'm just really excited to look at them next year uh, in the running back class. I agree. And on the other side of the ball, um, I know Abdul Carter got banged up, but he was making a lot of plays um, early in that game. Yeah. Big TFL and Judkins. Uh, had that sack fumble, but got called incomplete. Uh, the strip sack, I guess I should say. It was all over the field. And, yeah, Carter's – they were hyping up a little too much, you know, the Parsons stock. But Carter's going to be a guy that, you know, is firmly in the conversation next year. Uh, that's everybody for me. If you me want too. to move in, yeah. All right, weekday warrior. I I, I had no idea which games were on weekdays <laughs> this this week. Good. Uh, yeah, I I went with uh, the game that that some people didn't appreciate the way I did, but I thought the Cotton Bowl was so fun that it was like this this horribly mm-hmm. no scoring game for so long. And to me, like that was the epitome of warrior football. And that's a good uh, good one. You could pick the, ten guys from that game. I think. And I went with, like, to me, the big three Missouri trio of Cody Schrader because he, he just yeah. he was toting the rock. He had, like, 28 carries or something, a buck 28 in the score. <laughs> I love Cody Schrader. And eventually, like, it just, like, clearly, like, Ohio State's defense played incredible. They and did. It just, they kept wearing them down and not getting any support from their offense. Like, eventually it broke. Cody Schrader broke through, uh, had a couple big chunk runs late in the game. Javon Foster leading the way. Missouri ran for 203 against one of the best defenses in the country. And then on the other side of the ball, like, Ohio State could not get anything going in the run game. And I thought Darius Robinson was just controlling the line of scrimmage. Not even the place – like, he had two TFLs in a sec, but what he was doing just as an edge setter was really impressive. I thought for Robinson, that first play of the game, I think it was the TFL on Henderson. I think that set the tone. Came down the line and, and just set the like a big head, set that tone. Yeah, I, thought, I think that's a good pick. Uh, Friday night, that's that's the weekend to me though. Sorry, buddy. Uh, I'm going on Monday afternoon, which is a real weekday. I thought it was a tough. Yeah, there's so many great choices. I, I was going to talk plenty of Cotton Bowl later, but I'm going with Brian Thomas, LSU receiver, who did not have to play in this game. Malik Neighbors obviously did as well to set the record for LSU. Um, but Brian Thomas was the go-to guy. Um, two touchdowns, almost 100 yards receiving, eight catches. Had that one early where he kind of just couldn't stay in bounds on the deep shot, but then uh, then they kept going to him. Was making big plays. Um, 
uh, just the, the separation of his size is ridiculous. The ability to just get open deep is crazy. Had the other yeah. one too. He almost made that play off the fingertips, or it was a tough catch and meh. But yeah, sorry. He, he also drew a DPI. Drew a DPI, yeah. And this it could have been like another hundred yards, I think, easily for Thomas. Um, you know, in a in a in a good game too. I like Thomas a lot. It's gonna be yeah. stacking these next group of receivers. You know, after the big three four. Uh, it's going to be a fucking task this year. I think if we're tiering it, so obviously we, we haven't fully dug in yet, but it's like going to be the Marvin Harrison, Malik Davis, Roma Dunze mm-hmm. tier. Which, and then, can I just quickly say, it's crazy that Marvin Harrison isn't in a tier zone. And that's not knocking yeah. Harrison. That's just saying how amazing Odunze and Neighbors have been. I kind of think when it's said and done, Brian Thomas is going to kind of be in a tier of his own after that, though. Like I, the more I see, and again, just just live watching, but mm-hmm. I think I think he's a he's a step above Keon Coleman just in terms of like he's got that same size athleticism yeah. like upside, but just a lot more consistent. It feels like interesting. Yeah, I, I think just and then the next group is gonna be so much fun to separate, or not fun at all. I guess because they're so fucking good. But yeah, yeah, the receivers rule. And uh, speaking of, as we go to best prospect, starting with offense. I, I, it had to be someone on the Washington offense, and yeah. I just, I couldn't, dis- so I just went with the combo of Michael Penix, Roma Dunsey, Jalen Polk, and Troy yeah. Fontenot. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool with me. I, I went, I gave it to just Penix, but then I was going to talk about the rest of the group later. I think that's a good pick. Like, yeah, Penix threw for 430, two scores. I think maybe the most impressive part was you saw more of the mobility. Yes. You saw him moved off his spot. His Absolutely. Was phenomenal in this game. Yeah. And you saw him extend a little bit more, use his, his legs as a runner, which was a question about him, is like the ability to play outside of structure. And then obviously he's just ripping deep ball dimes um, to Adunze to Polk. Polk made that great play where, he, where the panic tried to rifle one in and Polk made a great adjustment to, to catch the, the touchdown. Like the tip, yeah. Yeah, no, I following a lot of seattle area people on twitter for nfl reasons i saw a lot of takes like oh the the rest of the country's finally saying what michael Penix is i i thought this was Penix's best game i I don't think this was just i don't think this was just oh the country's seeing him no i think this was his best game and that's why the hype was even higher than it's ever been um was unreal like you you said the stats but i think like you said the his pocket movement and his ability to move off the spot and keep you know make the plays and the throws he was making it was just it was, a, it was a hell of a ball game. It was a hell of a ball game. And also important, like, t- Texas shut down the run game. Yeah. Like, Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy, like, I I don't think they had, like, a defense prospect of the week type. I'll play the box score performances, though. But for sure. And, like, they yeah. shut down Dylan Johnson. He had, like, 21 carries for 49 yards. Like, Washington had to throw the ball because those those big boys up front were, were shutting them down. I thought I thought Murphy especially. I thought Murphy outplayed Sweat too, just by my yeah, eyes because he scored a touchdown and he scored the touchdown. Yeah, but no, um, blew up I mean, that like that a, Dylan Johnson wildcat. By the way, I think Washington's big issue is uh, game management. <laughs> but that wildcat Dylan Johnson play, we'll see on you know, we'll see on Monday. But yeah, uh, um, Murphy blew that one up. Sorry, go ahead. Um, and it, and it was just like. Classic Adunze game. Yeah. Just freak, throw, him, throw it up. He's going to come down with it. Um, the, the, the Texas <laughs> secondary was their big flaw, and it got exposed. Yeah. the Odunze is like combo of ball tracking and late hands and ability to just... 
I don't know, man. He catches the ball the same if there's two defenders on him, like, all over him, and has to make a crazy adjustment as if like he's just wide open. He's 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 amazing. You know what I mean? Like because that one catch deep where like it's, I forget which corner was all over him though, but hell of a throw. Like Penix is just throwing handoffs, man. It's ridiculous, and that that offense was so much fun to watch. I I just want to talk to, about Troy Fontley for a sec. Um, he I think has played like I know a lot of people want to move him inside a guard. I watch more tape after the game mm-hmm. on him though. I, I I'm convinced this dude to tackle. Like unless his arms come in really short. Like, the balance, the anchor, his yeah. hands are violent. Like, I, I he's, he's got enough foot speed. I, I just don't totally gra- – is it because he's only 6'4"? I don't know. I don't know where that kind of – that tape came from necessarily because his tape as a tackle is very good. I would yeah. say it's first-round good. Maybe it's not on the Joel Olu level, but it's, it's in that next year for sure. I don't know if any office lineman's been more important to his team than in all of college football either. You know, hey, they Joe, they they stole the Joe Moore. They did. Michigan. We'll get it back Monday night, though, baby. Uh, yeah, I think that's clearly the officer prospect of the week. And on defense, I went double Huskies. I gave it to Braylon Trice. I thought Trice was unreal in that game. Uh, that was, you know, he's had a lot of games where he's taken it over and not gotten home, and he got home plenty: two sacks, three TFLs. Uh, was beating Jones kind of consistently. Just had yeah. that one sweet, quick swim back inside for the sack. Uh, had that awesome force fumble, uh, chasing Baxter down from behind, getting back in on the play. His his motor was just running like like it was on fire. It was on fire. Had that huge like big hit on the Ewers with that like uh, looping back inside interior, forced that big Aaron throw on a third down. Um, the, the other sack where he kind of just retraced back on um, on the left tackle, left tackle Banks. For the sack, I thought Trice was unreal. Um, like I said, he, he's had a lot of great games this year, and statistically, maybe not as great as they should have been, or they could have been, I should say. Um, even this one, maybe not. <laughs> the stats could have been even more impressive, but I thought he was the best defensive player um, on the field in 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 that kind of game. And again, I just uh, the Texas duo was elite too, but Trice finished the plays. You know what I mean? He he's gonna get drafted like a round later than he should. He and shouldn't, though. Yeah, yeah. Land with a team like, I don't know, let's say the Philadelphia Eagles. and Like a playoff, yeah. It's going to be all unfair. He's, yeah, he is, he, he just knows how to rush the passer. Like, he's not the most explosive guy. He's not the longest guy. Like, his arms are a little short, and he's, yeah. He, I don't think he's going to test all that great. But, like, he's, like, kind of like Matt Judon. He just knows how to get to the quarterback. Plays faster than he, he's going to test, for sure. Plays hard as hell. He's all, yeah, he's really he's like a ball of strength, too. He's yeah. Really good power at the point of attack. Um, I went with the Ohio State defense against Missouri. Specifically, I thought Jack Sawyer won. Had the, I know best he was game of his career. But yeah. it was the best game of his career. Absolutely. Like he was beating up on the Missouri right tackle. Yeah. Um, I thought you saw the the, the 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 effort. You saw the violent hands. You saw some speed to power from him. Yeah. So all these things we, we've been waiting to see. He's a former five-star. Uh, Denzel Burke. Yeah. I know he gave up one big catch later in the game. But, man, he was firing downhill on those uh, on those screens. Um, he had, like, two one, – one was a TFL. One was, like, a stop at the line of screen. Yeah, on screen, the Theo Weiss one. Open, yeah. yeah, open field tackling was awesome. And when he was covering Luther Burden, like, Luther Burden yeah. wasn't beating him. It's quiet. Quiet game for Luther Burden. Um, and, and on a less, lesser level, I thought Michael Hall had a really good uh, game inside pass rush. I, I thought Tyreek Williams was making plays, too, who uh, is He's also going back. School, 
Yeah, JT had a couple plays, um, had a sack, and those kind of beat Foster. I wanted to force a grounding call on uh, on Cook. Yeah, no, I thought the uh, the Buckeye defense was great. Um, still gonna win. Still gonna win. So. Let's yeah, say, but now but no. we got Will Howard. Imagine if we had a Will Howard for that game. Oh, they would, and they would and put Seth up McLaughlin. <laughs> More on Seth uh, McLaughlin later. Yeah. Speaking of Alabama, special teams, um, best prospect on special teams, Will Reichard going two yeah, for two on fifty plus yard kicks against Michigan. Will Reichard's a James, stud. And James Burnup, their Australian punter, yeah. dropping five inside the twenty, averaging over fifty per punt on seven. Mi- Michigan got beat so damn badly on special teams. If, if special teams were two thirds of the game, it's a blowout. If, if Alabama didn't have Rakert and Burnett, the, the, this game would have oh, gone over. It was a blowout. Like I'll have to present it. Absolutely, gone over time. Absolutely, like, yeah. That's crazy. Um, if the if the special teams advantage wasn't so lopsided, I think Michigan blew them out. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, going to shooting up the board. You already named Brian Thomas. You already named Braylon Trice. We we got um, you hit a bunch of mine. Yeah, so let's, uh, smaller bowl games uh, maybe. How about uh, well? How about Barrett Carter? I know he's going back yeah, to school, man. but what a what a game against Kentucky! He had the sweet deflection pick to himself. Um, looked good blitzing and big fumble recovery, playing fastest linebacker class is going to be lacking big. Without I think he he would have ended up linebacker one had he been. Clear. Yeah, I look. I don't like to criticize anyone's decisions, and I'm not trying to. But well, then don't. <laughs> Should, he should be coming out, is all I'm going to say. What an unreal performance. This is all over the field, like you said, man. Like that, Yeah, batting that ball, turning around, making that interception. Heck of a play. Um, yeah, I guess Clemson's dropping bag. You know what Know what I heard, actually, Rob? I heard Dabble said, I'll let you punch me in the face if you come back and play for I me. I need an explanation. <laughs> What's up with Dabble's black eye? That's a shiner. There's nothing other than that, either. Anyways. Do you think he was getting into a fight with the North Carolina, North Carolina fan before the, the game? <laughs> Is that the basketball? Is that the basketball? Yeah, must have. Clemson ended up losing that game too, so important to note. Um, who else we got? I got uh, two old Miss guys who are both going back mm-hmm. to school. Jared Ivy, I thought looked really good against Penn State, particularly against the run. He just he did big yeah. and athletic. And then Trey Harris, seven for a buck thirty four. He's had such a great year. Dog, I'm happy. He, like, I'm not going to criticize because I, I think it's a good decision. This receiver class, he's been awesome. Uh, that that one, like that the deep silent catch, were just late hands, great body control. They're feeding him. Um, it was too easy for him at times. I, they, I thought he was a, he was a monster for real. Uh, sticking that game, how about Tyler Warren's performance for Penn State? Mm-hmm. Also going back to school. Also going back to school. There's a lot. You know what I've I've kind of taken away so far is like there's been a lot of guys going back to school. There's been a lot of guys that have had a great seasons. And uh, I think it would have been risers if they aren't already making that decision to go back. Um, and Warren, that, that one-handed catch and run on the little broken play was awesome. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, both Penn State Titans were showing up a bit. But, yeah, he was great. Um, Memphis running back Blake Watson wasn't his most dominant game against Iowa State. But every time I watch him, I just that's the type of running back I'd love to have on day three. He catches the football well, explosive, uh, good contact balance. I was going to talk about him and Hennigan for small school, which is a bit of an insult to Memphis. But yeah, they're both they're both really damn good. Uh, <clears throat> how about for Georgia? Obviously, blow up but on the offensive side of the ball. I thought Cedric Van Pran, that was just a stamp on his college career. He had a hell of a ball game. Kicking ass all up and down the field against Florida State. Um, obviously, Florida State was missing a bunch of guys, but uh, Van Pran's 
been such a staple of that and, uh, that Georgia offense, man. And, and a guy who really benefited from that was running back Kendall Milton, Big who time. declared after the game, ran for Bucko four, average low for eleven per carry, two scores. He's just he's such a big physical back. Um, and Milton's gonna be a big riser, I think. He, he's yeah, had such a great stretch to end the season. Uh, I forget. I forget what game it was, but there was just one game where he just flipped it on. In the last four or five weeks, um, he was he's been one of the best players on the field for Georgia. It was um, either the Ole Miss or the Georgia Tech game because he had two. Both those were. <clears> I think it was Ole Miss. Trip. I think it was Ole Miss. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I think it's gonna be a riser. It feels like it hasn't been talked about yet, but he's going to be. Could probably end up at the Senior Bowl. I don't see why not. Um, I also had Junior Colson here, Michigan linebacker. Speaking of this linebacker class. Yeah, Colson had a really good game, and I feel like he's going to be a beneficiary of this lack of linebacker group. You know, played a lot of good football for Michigan. Uh, no, I think that's a good one. Has, has never like you know, there's some there's some big time hype in the summers for him, and he's never really, you know, become a, a stud. But he's been a very very good player for Michigan. Um, <clears throat> I throw two more backs out there. I thought Bucky Irving looked really good for the Ducks. It was only 14 carries, but made made a lot of it. Didn't really need to do much, but Isn't 17 that one yards. Insane. Yeah. <clears throat> He's gonna be a. It's gonna be a lot of fun to see where he falls in this running back room. Some people super high on him. Uh, I don't know. Irving's a lot of fun. Uh, his teammate Bo Nix, heck of a way to go out too. I put I put Bo for overhyped because I don't know what else to talk about, and I saw him going top fifteen. That just feels like too much still, Rob. But I don't know. I don't have a good vibe for how the quarterback's gonna shake out. Really? Yeah. I was I was trying to like I was watching quarterback tape this week, um, just after the Penix performance and. It's like after those first two, it's going a lot of different orders. Uh, no. and, and part of it is like the fact that like Bo and Penix, for example, are several years older than yeah. JJ McCarthy, you know? And, but they keep they keep just balling, right? Like it's they they've done everything they can to be first round picks. It's just Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll give you one more name and it's a guy I've liked at Clemson for a long time. But the other run back, Phil Maffa, who had four touchdowns in that game. Um, junior, I th- assume he's going back. I, haven't, I didn't really see anything official, but yeah, he's always. I believe he is. I believe he is. Yeah, just runs so damn hard. Seventy-one yards on eleven carries, four touchdowns. Like I said, uh, I think that's a guy that will go back and be like probably considered one of the better senior running backs uh, by the end of the year. And just flipping over to slide down the board, how about Will Shipley? It was his last game yeah. at Clemson, and like he did not look like he had that big kick return. Um, the one he, yeah, he had a good kick return, he, yeah. then he had another one he got hurt on. Yeah, yeah he got hurt, but it sounds like he's okay. Um, but, like, not super explosive, run for 29 yards, yeah. 2.6 per carry. He's just, like, he's missing a gear that I think you need out of a, a top 100 type of running back. Like, I think I he's going to be a good, like, rotational ca- pass-catching back, satellite back. Uh, it's just, he, like, he's never been what the expectations have been. And that's, no, he's, he's a, a good football recruiter. player. He's a good football yeah. player. He's like a Rex, I think he can be a Rex Burkhead type of yeah. important piece. Yeah, no, I, that's a good, I put him as well. That's a good one. Um, I thought maybe the biggest one was Texas right tackle, Christian Jones. Yeah, he got a hold, he got a couple pressures, Detroit, he gave up a sack. Yeah, a guy he, that and, is a big prospect, yeah. Yeah, he's going to the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Rough night. Uh, and, and just context of college football uh, needed to step up for, for the horns. Um, running game, they look good. But, um, yeah, I thought he had a he, he had a hell of a time with Braylon Trice. Hell of a time. Uh, I also, I had, I, I thought Donovan Jackson started pretty well against Missouri and just mm-hmm. kind of faded. 
he he like was not getting to his spots when they asked him to pull. Um, there was just so much hype for him before the yeah. season, and the offensive line was brutal against Missouri, and he yeah. he's supposed to be the best one. I thought he struggled. They shuffled it around because I think they're punishing the center for talking out of school or something weird. I don't know. Um, didn't, That's what we got said. Honestly, I'm I'm gonna say my Seth takes in it for a bit, but yes, exactly. Um, I put Xavier Worthy, just another t- Longhorn who didn't particularly step up, made a couple plays, but all all in all, I thought Texas, I thought Sark wasn't on it. If I'm gonna be completely honest, the running game was working, and then they just went away from it, and then he didn't really have anything creative going in the in the in the offense, you know, for the, in the passing game or like just getting the ball in Worthy's hands. Um, and they didn't get mid. I'm not. I'm not knocking Mitchell here because I thought Mitchell made the plays when they went to him. You know, they just didn't get him the looks uh, until the end of the game when he made that sick like hesitation in the air move for the for the for the touch on the fade. But yeah, just just not enough from Worthy in my opinion. I'm not gonna. I, I thought Mitchell was fine, but yeah. Uh, I'll go to another receiver. Cantry Lambert Smith didn't play a ton. Like, he yeah. was, like, rotating in and, like, not doing yeah. anything. He just had such a yucky year for Penn State. That's a big receiver. Big miss from the summer for me, yeah. Same. And they uh, went out and got Julian Fleming, so we'll see. Yeah, that's a good good guy for Penn State. But, yeah, that's all year. This, this season felt like it could have went in those two big games. Uh, and then, I guess, a bowl game. Very differently if they had a receiver. And I thought Lambert Smith was going to step up. Uh, I thought he could have been a big breakout this this year for Penn State, and he didn't. He didn't. Tight ends were fine. Tight ends were good all year, you know, and just just didn't step up. Um, I put Dylan Johnson here, just trying to create some content. Um, got got banged up too, and he's he's not going to be 100 percent in the in the national championship game. Is going to play apparently, uh, but that that seems like he reaggravated an injury, which NFL wise doesn't sound good either. You know what I mean? That it's there's something lingering with him. Um, I love Dylan Johnson. He's a hell of a, he's a hell of a tough runner, uh, but a guy you know that that runs hard and is having some injury issues now, uh, just doesn't you know that's something that can flare up for him. You know, uh, I mean, do a couple quick ones. Uh, LSU linebacker Omar Spates had a lot of hype before the year once he transferred from Oregon State. Um, thought he struggled in, in space against Wisconsin. Frank Crum, Wyoming's tackle. Was getting beat like a drum by the Toledo pass rush. They ended up Who wouldn't? Game. Frank Crum had some hype. Yeah, I uh, that. Jermaine Burton just didn't really show yeah. up against Michigan. <laughs> yeah. And Keaton Oladapo, the Oregon State safety, made a bunch of tackles but was beat uh, a couple times in coverage. How about, hey, how about a reverse jinx, if I may? Mike Sainer still did not look at tackling. It was struggling out there, I yeah, thought. Yeah, he got shook. McClellan shook him big time. Uh, for a guy that I thought was going to come up and make big, like I love Max Sanders. I'm not really knocking. He's a damn good football player. He's been one of the biggest rods, I think, this year. But that that could be an issue. Could be an issue. Um, out of nowhere, prospects. Same game, Memphis Iowa State game. Uh, Iowa State receiver James yes. Higgins. Yeah, I put him for one of my transfers. In the mold of past big Iowa State receivers, um, he just kept getting like really open. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and other side. Um, Rock Taylor, the Memphis receiver, uh, felt like he was catching everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I Higgins, I put for transfer coming over from Eastern Kentucky. Like he's a big body guy. I went for over two hundred yards. That's a really good one. Yeah, Rock Taylor's making a bunch of plays. Um, you went two receivers. I'm going two tight ends. Um, I've been saving this all year. I, every time I watch Washington, which was plenty. Sorry, West Coast people. Uh, I like Jack Westover, the tight end. 
he keeps winning me over, if I may say that. Six catches, 59 yards, just very consistent. Isn't the biggest guy, isn't the best move or anything, but just very consistent hands, gets open. Uh, does a really solid job blocking from from what I've seen. I haven't dug in on Westover or anything yet. Um, just consistent. I kind of like him. In, as a, I don't know what he is, but in the mix, maybe. I was watching Panic's tape from uh, the Oregon game earlier in the season. And uh, I, ca- I came up and being like, oh, Westover's catching everything. Yeah, and this was after after the, the playoff game, too. And then it's like, this guy's going to be just last in the NFL. It's going to be around. That's a tight end university. They they churn them out. Like, not, they're not big-time tight ends, but like Will Disley, you know, he's paid like a big-time tight end, but he's been just rock solid for Seattle. You know what I mean? There's there's a ton of those guys. Um, and uh, other side of the country, I'm going with Clemson tight end Jake Baringstool, who looked pretty damn good in that bowl game, was their leading receiver. 91 yards, 9 catches. They were kind of just feeding him. Uh, junior guy, but 6'6", 230, a little undersized. Uh, looks like he's a little bit bigger than that, but looked like a solid guy. But no, Westover for this year. I, I like Westover. There's something there for a late-round dude. Um, prospect made me look stupid. I thought Jade Barron really struggled against Westover. They had Barron on yeah. him a lot throughout that game, and he was uh, struggling to find the ball. I know he had a big hit. Yeah, that, 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 that... Fourth down, but... Yeah. That was a great play was, on, on McMillan, but yeah. He was a guy who I was super high on over the summer, and uh, I don't know that he elevated to the level I thought he was going to. That's and fair. Makai Wingo and Mason Smith, I was, I was like watching this Wisconsin LSU bowl game. These guys are not showing up. Like, what's going on? And then they freaking unleash in the second half. They, they combined for three sacks, had a bunch of pressure on Mordecai. Um, I, I don't know that either will declare, but Good very question. talented. Yeah, they are. Uh, this is where I put Seth McLaughlin, because I remember I was excited about him in the summer. Had it, I thought he had a good year, but the snap troubles kept popping up, right? And we've touched on him a couple times. Obviously, the snap troubles may have cost Alabama the game. Um, going to Ohio State, does he move to guard? Does he move to guard? Because he, I thought, like, blocking, he looked fine on uh, Monday night. Uh, are you asking me? I'm asking you. Yeah. You use him at quarterback. Um, well, oh, the, shut up. The, the, I mean, it, I guess it depends what happens. Like, this, yeah. Ohio State started a freshman at center this year. Donovan Jackson still has, like, two years of eligibility. I think Matthew Jones might be out, though. So, they would theoretically need a guard. They need everything up front, though. So, start wherever you want, Seth. Uh, <laughs> prospect versus prospect matchup. I put the Michigan pass catchers against the Alabama DBs. Oh, that's a fun one. Ta- yeah. The Texas pass catchers against the Washington DBs, yeah. who I think the Washington DBs didn't get enough, um, absolutely, enough buzz about how well they played against those Texas receivers. Spe- I thought especially, especially Muhammad. Muhammad. Yeah, man, he, man, he was shut was down. One rap. There was yeah. one rap. I can't remember who they threw to on a vertical route. It was like teaching tape. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, where they wanted to call. But it was like just beautiful. He just rolled yeah, to the sideline. Per- yeah, exactly. Early in the game. Yeah, yeah. No, that was amazing. I thought Muhammad was just locked. I put him for outplay the box score. I know he got credit for three PBU. Uh, but like it just, he didn't get credit, I thought, during the game for being amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, I blanked on the other corner's name. They made the great play at the end of the game. It feels like he's getting all the love, and that was a hell of a play. Um, but um, no, I thought Muhammad was awesome. And I feel like Muhammad's still like flying under the radar at yeah. large. Uh, no, and he's awesome. W- with Michigan Alabama, I thought both Tyrion Arnold and Cooley McKintry played pretty well. Uh, Roman Wilson had a quiet game, then came alive late. And that catch was unreal. Big time plays. Yeah. Cornelius Johnson had that one sweet catch on the sideline. 
Uh, he always, he, that's all he ever does. Yeah, he has one cool catch on the sideline of the game. Yeah, that catch from Wilson on the tip, which I don't even know how that still got in there, was a hell of a play. Uh, I put I put the Michigan defensive line against the Bam off the line, specifically Edges versus Latham. Who the Michigan Edges really showed up, especially Josiah Stewart, who um, has been solid, but I thought that was a monster performance. Uh, had the sack and then collapsed Latham on the last play of the game. Latham that, played really well, though. Oh, absolutely. I'm not criticizing Latham. I thought that was his like only issue. Uh, pass pro, he was not the issue at all. The rest of the offensive line was, and the snapping. Uh, I think the run game outside of that singular play, which was all missed time and fucked up for Bama, I thought Latham mauled. I thought Latham was a monster in the run game. I thought they didn't run the ball enough. On the McClellan touchdown, he absolutely, I forget who it was, but he washed his dude. He just turned him and tossed him. It was amazing. Uh, dominant play. There was, there was multiple run snaps where Latham was just dominant. Um, and I feel bad that he's kind of, I don't know if he's going to get too much shit, but like he, you know, it, it looked bad on the last snap when he played a fantastic game. He was unreal. Um, Brandon McGregor, two sacks as well. Mm-hmm. The interior, I thought Chris Jenkins had a good game. They've been rotating the ball a lot. The, the other guys are sophomores, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought he played, I was, I did this to credit Latham. I thought he played an unreal game. And if they ran to his side every down, different game, I think. Um, Prospect who outplayed the box score. I thought Rod Moore played a really good game against Alabama. That's a good one, yeah. I can't remember, he maybe, maybe missed one tackle, but I thought he looked really good, and he had, like, not the year that was expected of him, and he really showed up in this one. Yeah, um, that one deep shot, I think it was to Bond, where he yes, was just in perfect yeah, yeah. coverage. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was a good throw, too, I thought, from, from uh, well, Jalen Milrow. I was blind for a second. I thought it was a really good throw, but Moore played a really good game. You're right. Um, I, put, I, get, I got three guys. I put Jamar Muhammad here top and first because he did not get the credit. I also thought Clemson uh, IDL, Tyler Davis played a really strong game in his last mm. game for the Tigers. I was kind of shocked to go and look. He only had one solo tackle because I thought consistent pressure, uh, getting into the backfield against the run, just didn't show up in the stats. I thought he played a really good game. I thought he looked really good. Um, and I also I also kind of similar, not to the same extent, but Adisa Isaac was making plays, and he, got, he had like one TFL on the Penn State and looked good, but I thought Isaac himself looked pretty strong. Yeah. Um, overhyped, you said you had Bo Nix. I put Bo. I see him in, like, top 15 in the mock drafts. I feel like it's a little reactionary. I don't... But I really wanted to talk. I don't know how this quarterback group is going to shake out after the top two. I think Daniel is going to be top 15, at least. Um, right now, I think Penix is going to have a first-round pick, but it's probably based on hype more than anything, me saying that. I don't think Bo Nix is a first-round pick, though. No, me either. Um, <clears throat> I, I put Fentrell Cypress because he was the number one player in the transfer portal last year, and I like still mm-hmm. can't comprehend how that happened. Anyway, he didn't play very well against Georgia, but but uh, that's kind of besides the point. I just still find it so strange that he was the number one player in the transfer portal. Portal rankings are weird. They are. Uh, but speaking of the portal, transfers who popped on the st- scene, Caden Prescorn, the old <laughs> Miss tight end, has yeah, to be Yeah, baby. Memphis transfer. They barely used him all year. They unleashed him against Penn State. He's I warned you. School. I warned they, you, Rob. Apparently, they've been saying they're going to use him more. Then he goes for ten for a buck thirty-six and a score. Uh, and Kiffin's always done such a great job of designing stuff to his tight ends, you know. And <clears throat> Kenny Yaboa, remember Kenny Yaboa was playing for the Jets this week. Um, yeah, that sick one-handed grab too on the sideline. Yeah, I think Prescorn's very good. You know, you know the reason why I've really been hyping him up all year. Why his little brother's going to Michigan. But no, I put pre-scoring here. I put Higgins as well. But for Mizzou, I thought about Tristan Noose in the linebacker. 
they're making a bunch of plays. The Northeast Mississippi Community College transfer. Uh, had a really good year. Ten tackles, two and a half TFLs in this game. It was just TFL after TFL, I thought, against the Buckeyes. Undersized guy, 6'2", 222, but looks pretty explosive in ability to get into the backfield. Um, next year at New DC, of course, but I thought he looks really interesting. Um, I also put Tez Johnson, the uh, yeah. transfer to Oregon receiver. Was awesome. 11 for 172 in score. Such a fun player, I think. He's going to be a really fun day three pick, kind of in the mold of Demario Douglas. It's going back, though. Going oh, is back he? to the Ducks, yeah. I didn't hear that. Okay. I no. thought he is. His brother I thought he was going to cash. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, now his brother. So that's all that matters, baby. Uh, small school guy who caught your eye. I mentioned I was going to talk uh, about the Memphis. I like Seth Hennigan, man. The guy keeps just, just lighting teams up. He's been really hot. Uh, you mentioned Watson already. Uh, how about how about CJ Daniels? I thought he was the one guy yeah. for Liberty who showed up. Um, yeah, eight for seventy nine, but like the way he did it was pretty impressive. Yeah, every catch was sick. I had that awesome one where he was just falling out of bounds with that sick play. Um, Salter entered the transfer portal for twenty four hours. It's <laughs> going back to Liberty, which is goofy. So that duo is going to be yeah. Is Daniels Daniels still got to declare right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing yet. I haven't seen anything. Um, I also put uh, Jaquez Stewart because the Toledo running back set up in Penny Boone's absent, absence had an 80-yard touchdown against Wyoming. And other side, Harrison Whaley always just looks good. He does look good. He loves the um, Whaley. Who's winning the natty? Uh, Michigan wins uh, 27-24. I think we all win because uh, Jim Harbaugh is doing a service for the athletes. 